This is the 10-Minute Medic, the podcast for busy paramedic students. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Young. This is the final section in our four-part series of looking at blood gas analysis and comprehension. Today, we'll take a look at metabolic acidosis and metabolic alkalosis. Metabolic acidosis occurs in a patient when their body is 1. Making an excessive amount of acid. 2. Not offloading enough acid via the renal system. Or 3. Doesn't have enough of a base solution to help offset the amount of acid present. Metabolic acidosis is a disturbance in the body characterized by an increase in the acidity of the plasma. Metabolic acidosis should be considered a sign of an underlying disease process. Identification of this underlying condition is essential to initiate appropriate therapy. There's a number of causes of metabolic acidosis. Let's take a look at one of the more common ones. One of the most frequently seen causes of metabolic acidosis arises from complications of diabetes. Diabetes ketoacidosis is a condition that's associated with the body's resistance to actions of insulin or the absence of insulin. This results in an extremely high amount of glucose in the body, most often with levels of higher than 300 milligrams per deciliter, and quite often double or triple of that. Even though there's more than enough glucose circulating in the blood, the cells are starving to death because there's no insulin present to unlock the cell to allow the glucose to enter. Because of this, the cells will enter a starvation phase of survival. At this point, the body releases glucagon that helps to break down fats into food for the body. The blood sugar level continues to rise, and at some point, the body will begin to break down protein for nourishment. One of the waste products of the catabolism of protein and fat is ketones. As a result of this process, the body will begin to diurese, and severe vomiting may occur. The patient's respiratory rate may increase in an attempt to blow off carbon dioxide in an effort to offset the acidosis. If severe enough, respiratory alkalosis may occur at this point. A second cause of metabolic acidosis can be seen in patients who suffer from end-stage renal disease. The acid-base balance is normally controlled by the offloading of acid via the renal system. There are several factors that can lead to metabolic acidosis in the renal failure patient that include an increased production of acid, an increase in the loss of bicarbonate, or problems with the excretion of the acid via the renal system. Once a patient receives a kidney transplant, this is normally corrected to the range of the patient being mildly acidotic. The most common cause of metabolic acidosis is seen in the accumulation of lactic acid. The production of lactate is a common byproduct of the anaerobic breakdown of glucose in the body's tissues in general, and the muscles in particular. This occurs because of the excessive formation and decreased metabolism of lactate. This state is made worse when the patient is in shock. Excess lactate production occurs during states of anaerobic metabolism. The most serious form occurs during the various types of shock, the worst of which are seen during cardiogenic and hypovolemic shock. During shock, the oxygenation of the body's tissues is decreased, allowing specific waste products, such as pyruvic acid, not to be metabolized. Lactate begins to increase, and the end result is metabolic acidosis. Patients in mild metabolic acidosis are often asymptomatic. However, symptoms of moderate to severe metabolic acidosis include an increased respiratory rate, including the patient taking long, deep breaths within a normal respiratory rate. This is a compensatory mechanism of the body towards trying to offset the level of acidosis. Other symptoms include increase in the heart rate, confusion on the patient's part, 
weakness and fatigue, as well as nausea and vomiting. If the acidosis is a result of a diabetic ketoacidosis, the patient's breath may have a fruity odor to it because of the respiratory system attempt to blow off ketones. The primary goal of any treatment of metabolic acidosis is to address the underlying cause. If your patient is suffering from diabetic ketoacidosis, traditionally patients have been unable to bring down the blood sugar level by the administration of insulin. This is normally done in the critical care units of the hospital in a slow and controlled manner. Life-threatening side effects can result if the blood glucose level is lowered too fast. If your patient is acidotic from shock, the treatment of the cause of shock is the primary indicated route of care. Aggressive management of the airway and ventilatory status are the best tools that the paramedic has towards reversing the acidotic state. One might think that the administration of sodium bicarbonate would be a viable option. This is only indicated in very few situations and could be deadly for your patient if given on a regular basis. If the paramedic were to be treating the underlying cause of the acidosis, as you should be, and you're administering sodium bicarbonate concurrently, a rebound metabolic alkalosis may occur. In addition, the administration of sodium bicarbonate may result in the depletion of sodium as well as causing fluid overload and a lowering of the potassium level. In a strange manner of occurrence, the acidosis inside the cell may actually become worse because some of the sodium bicarbonate cannot be converted into carbon dioxide. Now let's take a look at our final acid-based problem, that of metabolic alkalosis. Anytime there's an increase in the concentration or amount of bicarbonate or drop in carbonic acid, alkalosis will exist. Thankfully, this is a rare condition. Metabolic alkalosis is most often caused by an increase in the bicarbonate concentration of the body. This generally occurs because of a massive loss of acid from the body or an increase in the bicarbonate level. The most common causes of these shifts include long-term vomiting, dehydration from hypovolemia, the chronic use of diuretics, or the loss of potassium from the body. Vomiting is a double problem in that it leads to the loss of gastric acid as well as the depletion of fluid needed to maintain the body's homeostasis. If a patient consumes an inordinate amount of antacids in the form of sodium bicarbonate or calcium carbonate, enough acid may be neutralized to move your patient to an alkalotic state. Metabolic alkalosis can be caused by the movement of hydrogen ions into the cells. This generally happens in patients suffering from lowered potassium. This may be an important indicator in patients with metabolic alkalosis due to their vomiting or chronic nasogastric suction. As a response, the body will try to deal with alkalosis by slowing the respiratory rate. This leads to an increase in the retention of carbon dioxide. As a result, a compensatory acidosis begins to develop in an effort to swing the pH back to a more normal status. The challenge with this response is that hypoxia will eventually develop, leading to an increase in the respiratory rate with a commensurate blowing off of the carbon dioxide. Understanding the pathophysiology behind acid-base balance can often be difficult for the paramedic student. However, even though we don't run blood gas analysis in our ambulances, yet knowing what's going on at the cellular level is imperative so that you're able to provide the best care you can. As we conclude this series of podcasts, there are a number of pathopearls you should remember when studying blood gas analysis. First, keep in mind that the normal pH is 7.35 to 7.45. A drop in this number indicates that your patient is acidotic. A lab value of higher than 7.45 indicates alkalosis. Secondly, anytime there is an alteration in the acid-base balance, 
The body attempts to offset this imbalance by the buffer system, which is the fastest, the respiratory system, middle of the road speed, and the renal system, which may take hours or days to correct. Third, if there is an increase in the carbon dioxide level that is leading to acidosis, the classification will almost always be respiratory acidosis. The best way of dealing with this condition is to improve the ventilatory and respiratory status of your patient. Respiratory alkalosis can occur as a result of hyperventilation. It is no longer acceptable to have a patient rebreathe carbon dioxide in an effort to slow the respiratory rate. Lastly, the concept of acid-base balance has two components, a respiratory component and a metabolic component. Thanks again for listening to the 10-Minute Medic. In our next podcast, we'll take a look at the pathophysiology behind penetrating trauma in general and gunshot wounds in particular. If you're struggling with a topic and you'd like for us to cover it, send it to me at bill.young at eku.edu. Thanks again for listening.